you guys. Good morning. I uh, want to jump on into some stuff here, share a couple things with you, um, because I've got a lot of notes, and that's dangerous. So, um, hey, real quick, um, there are, uh, if, if you didn't hear the beginning of things, if you're visiting with us and you've never filled out a card, we'd love for you to do that. You can drop that uh, in one of the offering baskets on your way out today or whatever. We'd love a chance just to be able to reach out to you and see if there's anything we can do for you. Um, and then um, uh, also wanted to make a mention um, uh, for those of you that are online, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us this morning. We are uh, glad that you are here, and if you're listening to this uh, and not watching it some other time, we are glad for you to uh, spend time to do that. We thank you for using those resources. We've got a lot of folks that spend a lot of time on that stuff, and thank you to, to all of them that do that. Uh, we are very grateful uh, for all of you and your work that you put in with those things. Um, four o'clock today, if you're looking for something to do, uh, we have an opportunity for you to uh, help serve with some things. We've got, uh, uh, this is consignment sale week uh, here at 24, and uh, for those of you that know anything about that, you know that's a pretty big undertaking, uh, and they'll be starting set up today at 4 o'clock, uh, and that includes a lot of moving of heavy things uh, and a lot of putting things together. If you've got a drill and you want to bring it with a, a screw gun, so to speak, to uh, help put some things together, they'll have a lot of things to build. Uh, for that, and then uh, there'll be a teardown on Saturday afternoon as well, and I don't have the details on that, but uh, I believe it's in the email and all those things so that you've got that. Uh, if you would like to serve in those ways, we would love to have you. Uh, it is a lot of fun work, but uh, uh, we have, this is one of those things that, uh, that has taken on a life of its own. Uh, we have just tons and tons and tons of families uh, that come here uh, kind of from all over uh, for clothing and stuff like that. Um, and out of this, uh, there's, uh, the children's ministry uh, makes a percentage on everything that's sold. Uh, but then on top of that, uh, with clothes that are left that people don't want back, you can donate uh, your clothes to where uh, it goes to help people in need. And so we've got uh, a couple of sources where we give that clothing away, uh, and it ends up going uh, into women's shelters and things like that. So uh, some pretty awesome stuff. So just FYI, that's kind of what this week will be about around here. It'll be nuts here. Uh, this will look like, um, I don't know if it's quite as fancy as Dillard's, but maybe it's more like J.C. JCPenney. Uh, <laughs> How is JCPenney still around? That's what I'm wanting to know. How did we lose Sears when they sell tools and JCPenney is still there? In Rivergate at that. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the gate. I love Rivergate. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just wondering. If anybody knows, you can let me know. Inquiring minds want to know. All right. The, uh, the message that I've got for us today uh, is... Uh, uh, a message that we're starting into a little mini-series, if you will, will where we are uh, kind of bringing back uh, the idea of worth it uh, and the thought of what God has been calling us to as a church for some time now. And so uh, if you were with us a couple of years ago, you heard us talk through worth it. Uh, and and in, in a sense, I'll go ahead and get this out here for you too. Uh, there's a little booklet that if you didn't ever get one or you lost yours and you can't remember a thing about it, uh, it's out there on the welcome desk. We'd love for you to take one with you today. Uh, it's going to be a little dated because this was something that we made two years ago. 
uh, to help us as a church kind of know the trajectory in which God was calling us uh, in moving forward to do the things that we have now done with the building and all of those things. Uh, but it's, it's moving forward in, in more ways, and, and it's time for us to do more than just work on a building. It's time for us to begin to reach out uh, and do some things and start some new ministries. And some of it, I'll be honest with you, I wish we could just like start it all at one time, but my experience is, is that doesn't usually work well, and we want to start these things hopefully in healthy manners uh, where they will last. Uh, and so anyway, uh, I encourage you to go check this out, get one of these, take it with you. Uh, we even have these little commitment card things here uh, that are in there, again, that might be a little bit dated or whatever. Uh, it actually shows, uh, you know, what we were raising money to and what we're raising money for. Many of you are still giving toward this. Uh, you hear Ben at the end of our services talk about that all of our giving goes toward worth it, and it basically it's all kind of into one you know, things, so to speak, or whatever, uh, and, and, that's, and that's true, and that's, that's our budget. That allows us to do the day-to-day ministry stuff, but it also uh, is pushing us forward uh, in what God is calling us to do in these other ministries and things uh, that we've been talking about. So in preparation for us to do that, today we're talking about idols, and we're talking about giving. And you're like, oh man, we showed up at church on the week when he's going to talk about money, you know? So, and I, and I love I love those conversations. And and we twenty four we don't talk about money all the time. We're not one of those churches we don't pass the plate twice. I know some that do. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of that going on out there. Uh, but but here's here's why I wanted to start with this. I wanted to start with this. Because in general, we are great at making idols out of things, and I believe that giving is the number one idol slayer, okay? And we're going to talk through that here in just a minute through some scriptures, Uh, and and I want us to talk about biblical giving today, not interested in talking about like TV evangelist giving, okay? TV evangelist giving, a whole lot of that is like, you know, the more you give, the more you get, you know, place one hand on the screen, give me your credit card number, and God will bless you. We're not doing that, you know, unless you feel the Lord leading. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. And so, uh, anyway, uh, you know, the fun, here's the funny thing. is like people say, you know, uh, you know I, I hate it when I go to church and they're talking about money, you know. And, and the truth is, is yes, I would hate it too if I was going to church and they talk about money and the whole goal is to try to make me feel guilty and try to make me give out of some other reason other than following Jesus and him leading me to do so. And so just just know that that's my heart too. I have no intention on anybody feeling guilty today. If you feel guilty today, that's between you and the Lord. Hopefully it's not because of anything that I said, uh, because that is, not, that is not the purpose of us talking about this. And although I hear people say, you know, I hate it when they talk about money, the truth is, is that we love to talk about money. And the truth is, is that we want to talk about it, and oftentimes we don't know how to approach the subject. Same thing goes with uh, sex or whatever else it is. And all of these things are a part of our lives and part of you know, who God has called us to be. Biblical giving is important for us to understand, and we're going to talk a little bit about why that is, and that our hearts need to be in the right place, and our hearts need to be in the right place for us to move forward as a church 
I want us as a congregation, I want our hearts to be in the right place to be able to minister and meet the needs of the people that God is calling us to minister to. Many couple of years ago, a lot of people came together and prayed. And prayed and sought the Lord and said, God, what are you leading me to do? What are you leading me and my family to do financially, uh, materially, you know, what, whatever it is? And in so many different ways, people literally just gave things. We had some people just say, you know what, I've got a thing. It's worth some money. I'm going to give it to the church. That, that's fine. Uh, you know, you also sell it on eBay yourself or whatever, whatever, whatever the Lord leads you to do. Uh, but I just say all this to say, I want us to be open-minded and our hearts to be open to how God might lead us uh, and to be doing so in a cheerful way. Let's, let's look at some scripture here. I think they're important. Uh, if you've got a Bible, go ahead and get it out. If you don't have a Bible, uh, our ushers can bring you one. Uh, we're going to kind of machine gun several passages here uh, this morning for us to try to get through them all. Uh, and hopefully we can, and I hope, I hope that uh, the Lord will speak through it. Uh, that is the purpose in us looking at it. Let them know. Just raise your hand if you need one of those. If you don't own a Bible, we'd love for you to have one uh, because we have people that give money just specifically that we can give those Bibles away, and they would love for you to have one as well. Romans 1. Romans 1. And in Romans 1, we see this, we see this passage that is a, it's a, boy, it's a, it's strong. It's a strong passage. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's leading into, it's part of the first chapter, what we know is a chapter. Paul didn't know chapters when he was writing it. But uh, what we know is the f- part of the first chapter of the book of Romans, leading into what we know is a very strong book of the Bible. Uh, and in Romans 1, verse 24, it says this. It says, Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now this is just a quick little snippet here and you're like, well, that's, that's starting out really positive, isn't it? Uh, you know, well, let's just look at it for just a minute. And again, I, I, want, us, I want us to be open-minded to what idols we might have in our lives. Idols, idols are a funny thing. Like we, we, you know, we hear the word idol, and first of all, we, we think of like the idols that we see in Scripture, and they're golden animals and you know, all this kind of stuff. And in, and in general, I don't think that people these days usually have a problem with uh, worshiping golden animals as much as uh, we do with other things. Uh, and and idols, idols are a funny thing because they creep in on us. And, and he says there in verse 25, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. And so this idea of worship being given to creature here, being the creation or even ourselves, I think is a huge play. But, but to even notice what God does is that God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. In other words, God was like, okay, you're done with me. There you go. You can have it. You get what you ask for. This becomes your life. 
And I don't think that we recognize and realize so often the importance of like us guarding ourselves from things like what we may worship in this world that God literally at times may just give us over to those things and say, that's what you want, this is what you got. And that's a dangerous place for us to be. And we don't want to be there. I want to jump to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. And we see Paul, again, talking. We've got a whole lot of Paul today. Paul talking and helping us to see some things about the early church at that point in time. As he is saying to the church at Thessalonica, you guys have done a great job. And this is him talking about that in this letter to him that, uh, to them that he wrote. It says this in verse 7, 1 Thessalonians uh, 1, 7. It says, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia, for not only was the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. So that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who delivers us has come, uh, has delivers, delivers us from the wrath to come. Now this passage is, is a great passage and it's an encouraging passage because we see Paul, you know, a lot of times we see Paul like calling people out, you know, and in this situation, Paul's not calling anybody out. He's lifting them up. He's like, he's calling them out. But he's calling them out for something good. He's like, hey, by the way, the word has been spreading of who you are as a church. People are seeing, what's it say there in verse eight? But your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we not, so we need not say anything, for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you. He's saying that everybody's talking about you guys and the work that you're doing. They see your faith. That's what I hope for us as a church. You know what I don't want people to say about 24 Church? Man, it's so cool. Man, they got a nice building. I don't want to be known for those things. I want to be known for our faith and how we follow the Lord, letting Him lead us into whatever He may call us. We say that's our mission field out there, then we can't ignore the issues in the mission field. That's why. That's why we're looking at doing things like addiction ministry and bus ministry and all these things. God has led us to these things. And He says again in verse 9, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. It's a whole church of people known through a, a whole uh, area at this moment in time in history that all of these people knew about this church and they knew, number one, that their faith in God had gone forth everywhere. Number two, and that they had turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That could be us.
I think that's a great thing for us to strive for. You're like, Chris, I thought we were talking about giving today. Yeah, we are. We are. And we're going to talk about, I think, what is the main thing and why God calls us to give. He calls us to give to slay idols. And you're like, Chris, I, I, I don't even know if that makes sense. Let's talk, let's talk about idols for just a second. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, you know, Piper says this about idols, uh, that they are, in turn, this thing that happens when we're loving more than God, what ought to be loved less than God. When we're loving more than God, what ought to be loved less than God. The act of loving too much, what ought to be loved less. The thing, the person, loved more than God. You know, most of the time, idols are in themselves not bad things. You know, we can make, we can make an idol out of literally anything. Like, I mean, just about anything that we can think of that we could, you know, give our affection to, that we could fall in love with, that we could make this thing that is so important in our life. Basically, what we're doing is we're trading it for God. And we're saying, I know God wants me to make him number one, but I really love this over here. Right? That's what we do. Wanted more than God, desired more than God, treasured more than God, enjoyed more than God. This could be a girlfriend, it could be good grades, approval of others, success in business, hobby, a sport, celebrity, a band, sexual stimulation. It could be your house, it could be how your house looks, it could be how you look, it could be your spouse be your kids. Those are not bad things. In and of itself, we don't want to get caught up making those things idols in this world. God is calling us to do something and He's a jealous God. And the reason He's jealous is because He knows what's best for us. It's not some He's dangling a carrot out in front of us and going, oh, you can't love this too much. No. He wants us to love one another. He wants us to love our spouses and our kids and all those things. But He knows that we will love them the best when we love Him the most. Giving for me, as an example for, from my parents, was amazing. And I just and, uh, for a second here, I, you know, my mom and dad uh, were this great example in my life of what it looked like to give and they and they give of themselves and they give financially I remember one of the things as a kid you know as as kids were funny and we'd come up with funny things and you know I used to do the whole like you know like somebody would tell me not to do something at church like you know after you know I might have at the end of the services you know like on days we were having communion like you know come down front and throw some shots of grape juice of what was left over that was deemed not appropriate by some people. Some of them might have come and said something to me. I might have told them that my dad's the boss and to get lost. Just saying. And, and as a kid, you know, you, you think funny things like, you know, well, you know, my dad is the boss of the church. And, and, I, remember, and I remember a point in time when I realized as my dad was talking to me about giving, and he was trying to help me to understand some of these principles uh, from my life that I still, honestly, I'm still wrapping my head around most of the time, that I remember realizing 
that he gave, that he gave money to the church, that he, he gave a tithe, he gave 10% of what he earned. And, and then he began to talk to me about, you know, it's not just a tithe, but it's really more than that, that Jesus has taught us, you know, to just give our all and, you know, that we're just to give as God leads us to give kind of thing. And, and I remember asking him, like, Dad, why, you know, why are you giving to the church? The church pays you. He's like, son, it's not about who pays me. It's about my heart. And my heart has to be in the right place. And God has called me to do this to help keep my heart in check. Giving is the idol slayer. It's at Disney World a few years ago, and it was like really popular at the time. Some of you may be guilty of having these shirts and wearing them in public, maybe just in your house. I don't know, but stuff like slay all day. You've seen those shirts? <laughs> I just walked around Disney World just laughing the whole time because, like, every time I saw some woman with a slay all day shirt on, I'm just like, yeah, you look like you're slaying all day. You know, it's like, what are you slaying all day? That Mickey Mouse ice cream? You know, yeah, you're slaying that today. You know, that's what my wife slays all day when we're at Disney World is the Mickey Mouse ice cream. You know, but it's just funny. You know, like we take a word like that and we apply it to like, you know, these things. But the truth is, is that what God has given us here is this understanding that literally idols help. uh, Idols are, are oftentimes this thing that becomes so big in our life that we are blinded by the truth of what God has called us to do and who he's called us to be and the act of giving helps literally to slay that thing. 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1, and it says this. It says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means as I can testify and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. This is this this beautiful picture of Paul helping the church at Corinth to like see like actual giving and what it looks like in, in, in like giving testimony of what he'd been seeing and people do. And Paul's not saying, hey, you've got to give a lot. Paul's saying they were faithful with what they had. Verse 3 again, for they gave according to their means, as I can testify and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us to earnest, uh, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. This is this picture of people so eager to be a part and want to give. I've seen some of this. I've seen some of this in our church recently. Our church is full of people who are ready to give, like especially to causes. And, and, and I know that like our heartstrings get tugged. We hear Sarah McLaughlin playing on the TV, and all of a sudden like we're like, oh, what's going on here? we got to do something about this, you know? And so, you know, but, but the, whole, the whole thing is, is like our call to give is oftentimes not 
always seen. We don't always know what it's going to, but I can I can actually say just in the last several weeks, I've seen I've seen our deacons, I've seen other groups of people in our church like literally just come around like a need and say, we're going to do that. We're going to pave that driveway. We're going to do this. We're going to do this for this family. And it's amazing. And it reminds me of this begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this point Paul's talking about they were literally willing to give to make sure that those that were trying to further the gospel were taken care of. And in verse 5 it goes on and says, And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. And that's where our hearts have to be, is they have to be first to the Lord, and then to the ministry, then to the calling, then to where we're called to serve. Over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about how God is calling us to serve in some different ways uh, and and how He's calling us to get our hands dirty in one another's lives uh, and all those things. So please don't miss the next couple of weeks. Please, please, please. It is so important, I think, for uh, this body of believers that we are together over these next couple of weeks to hear these and to go through this together. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 says this, it says the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, God doesn't want, and I as a pastor don't want, and as your friend, don't want you to give reluctantly. If you feel guilty about it, that's, don't do it. If it's out of, you know, some kind of like, you know, craziness in your heart, listen, unless it's the Lord leading you to do it, don't do it. You're saying, Chris, are you telling me not to give? I'm saying unless it is cheerful giving, don't do it. Let the Lord lead you in this. It goes on in verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. We give with joy. That is the only way we give. And I think, I, think it's, I think it's important that when we give, and sometimes this is hard because, you know, we, we've, we've, you know we've adopted, and I, this, I'm not saying anything negative about this, just think we just have to watch our hearts with it, is that it's easy for us to do the electronic stuff, I think, sometimes, and sometimes we have that set up where it just automatically does that, and that's a great thing. If you're like me, you pay all your bills online, and, and for me, it's like to make sure that we're going to give first, because that's I, I think that's I think that's huge. And in my life, I feel like God's called me to give first, pay the bills next, you know, kind of thing. And so that's you know that's that's how we kind of try to do that. Uh, and so because it's all online, it's easier to do all that online too. But sometimes we miss the act of saying, "God, take this, use it for Your glory." Take this and do great things with it. Take it and multiply it to use it for the ministry that you've called our church to. Listen, I can't can't ask you enough how much I would love for you as as a person that's a part of this body, whether you are a member or not, that if God has called you to be a part of this church, I can't tell you how important it is that I think we should all be praying that God would utilize that money, that he would take it and that he would multiply it and he would make it enough for the things that he calls us to do. Please, please pray 
please pray for us as a church in our calling and how we handle those things. Luke 21 one says this, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. He saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins and he said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty put it all put in all she had to live on. She gave of herself, not her leftovers. That's a convicting passage for me. I think it's easy for us to give when it is our leftovers. It is easy for us to give sometimes when when sacrifice is not involved, right? Like, oh, we can do that. We'll still be okay. You know, what about we could do that and maybe we don't eat out as much. Or we could do that and maybe we don't need to buy that really dumb thing that we're looking at buying. Or do that thing that we were talking about. You know, at the end of the day, the Lord has to be the one to lead us. And it's not about guilt. Don't take those statements as all the preachers trying to guilt me. No. I'm asking that we be a people who seek the Lord and what he's called us to do here. Matthew 6, 21. I'm just going to go straight to this one verse. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know what that verse helps me to understand? Helps me to understand that in my giving... Part of what God is trying to do is He's trying to mold me to be faithful and not fall in love with the things that are here. I love stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm in the middle of building a building for stuff. Okay? Got a business. I got a side business that that circles around selling dumb stuff. And I'm well aware of it. Like some days I even say to the guys that help me and work for me and stuff, I'm like... some days I just think this is like the dumbest business in the world. Like, I can't believe we, like, make money at this, you know. Uh, and I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. But God is trying to help us. He's trying to help, <laughs> He's trying to help regulate our hearts. He's trying to keep us from worshiping things that are here. He doesn't, God doesn't need our money. He really doesn't need our money. He doesn't need us to serve Him. All of these things in which He's called us to, He's done for a reason. If you look at Jesus and you look at how many parables He shared and how much He talked, He talked about money almost more than any other thing. Why? Because He knew it would be such an issue for us. He knew that it would be such a struggle for us. That passage from Matthew 6 is the passage that goes right in. Well, first of all, read verse 24. It reads this. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And it goes right into this other passage about do not be anxious. And it's kind of a therefore, do not be anxious. He's like, you know, give and quit worrying about it. Like God's... God's the God of all things, and it's the passage where he talks about, don't you think that if he takes care of every little bird, and he, and he knows whether they're doing okay or not, that he'll take care of you? That's our God. That's what he does. We don't give to make ourselves feel better. That includes serving, by the way. That includes serving, by the way. 
We don't give to make ourselves feel better. We don't give in hopes that God will make us rich. We give to kill the idols in our lives to meet the needs of others that God Himself might be glorified. You see, when we follow the Lord in any way, shape, or form, He's glorified. When we follow Him faithfully, He's glorified. In anything that we're faithful in doing that He's called us to, He's glorified. He's made known. And so for us as believers, as we're called to bodies of believers, God has given us an opportunity to give into a body. But let me just say this. It's not just about that. I'm not, I'm not teaching something here to try to get the offerings up. This is about our hearts, and it's about the people He puts in our lives. And it may be that your next-door neighbor this week has some need that they financially can't overcome, and it's a huge thing in their life. And God may lay that in your lap and say, Hey, hello. You can help here. Here's your opportunity to minister to these people you've been praying. God, give me a chance to minister. God, give me a chance to serve. And you're like, well, I meant, I meant God, you know, like I'll help rake their leaves sometime, you know. But maybe they need help paying a bill because they've been sick. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe you need to check on them. But we don't do those things to make ourselves feel better. God is calling us to invest in the kingdom of God. He's calling us to invest back into Him. And again, the truth is, is He's not doing it because He needs our money. He's doing it that we will check our hearts, that we will slay the idols in our lives. And he, and he, and, you know, Old Testament giving that 10% thing, you know, and Jesus came and said, you know, we'll give it all or whatever. And you're like, well, where's, you know, where's the balance or whatever? I think the 10% thing is a great place to start. I'm not going to stand here and tell you what God needs you to give or wants you to give. That's between you and the Lord. You know, so, Chris, I don't even think we could possibly imagine doing it. I don't know how we would imagine doing that. Let's not, you know, God works. God's the one that takes care of us. I promise you, He's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. Just be faithful. Just listen to Him. Pray and ask Him what He's calling you to do. I encourage you, invest in the kingdom. Invest in those people around you, your neighbors. Invest in the people that you work with. Maybe you need to help them. Invest in the church that God has called you to. If it's not 24, then wherever it is, Invest in that if you believe in the ministry that they do. As, as far as 24 goes, if you ever have questions about the money, come and ask. We try to be as transparent as we possibly can. Any member at 24 Church can tell you pretty much where the money's going most of the time. In a few weeks, we're going to do something. And this is kind of by request. We're going to try to do it last year. And uh, <laughs> last year kind of changed. And so we didn't get to do a lot of things last year that we were planning on doing. So in a few weeks, we're going to do something called the Big Give. We did this two years ago. Uh, and after we did it, uh, I had like so many people, all of our deacons and uh, staff, so many, so many other people came and said, we're going, to, we're going to do this every year, right? We're going to do this like, you're going to give us a chance to do this again. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, so we're, we're going to do that again. And so basically at the end of this month, last Sunday of this month, uh, we are going to have what's called the Big Give. And you can pray about maybe a special offering 
of what God is calling you to. You're like, Chris, where's, where's this special offering going to go? Well, it's going to go to worth it. You're like, Chris, that's kind of vague. I wish I knew more specific where it's going. Uh, here, here's, here's what's on the docket for right now for us at the church. Uh, we want to start a bus ministry down the road. We honestly need to buy different vehicles probably to do that. Um, uh, we might have one that's okay to do that, but long term, uh, when you know people are looking at us and going, I don't want my kids to ride on that, I don't think it's what we should send out to go pick up other people's kids in it either. Uh, and so we've got to do that. We've got to do sound system stuff. We've got to do some office stuff. Uh, we are looking at starting a recovery uh, program uh, for uh, addiction and things like that, material, uh, time, um, other resources are going to cost money. It's just, there's just money to be spent on all of these different things. I encourage you, just pray. Pray about what God might do. Maybe God's been blessing you in some special way. He has, he has done that in my business here lately, and I'm so grateful. And I know that's not for everybody. Uh, but maybe God's blessed you in some special way recently that you could give a little extra. Maybe you've got that thing that you're like, you know what, I just give that thing. I've got a thing. It's worth money. You know, maybe we don't use it. We don't need it. Uh, let's just sell it. Let's just do whatever. I, you know, again, at the end of the day, this is between you and the Lord. No guilt involved. Only with joy do this. Whatever he's leading you to do. But I think the important thing at the end of the day is to see that one of the biggest purposes in our call to give is not because God wants our money, not because a preacher's asking, but because he's calling us to slay idols in our lives. And he wants to do that through things like this. God wants to remove those idols. He is jealous because he knows what's best for us. He wants us to seek him first. That our hearts might be right. That they might be ready for the things that he's calling us to in the days to come. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your care for us, for your love for us. God, for your son, Jesus. God, you gave to us, you modeled to us what it looks like for us to give. And Father, I pray that that would be the most important thing today. That we would be reminded of what you've done for us and how you have been glorified. Lord, through the sending of your son, the death on the cross. God, I pray that we could model giving not just monetarily, but God, in, in how we serve others and how we serve you. God, that you would use us for your glory. God, we are reminded through those moments and in this moment, Lord, that you gave your son, Jesus. You gave it all. Lord, thank you. Thank you for him. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you that we can have salvation, Lord, through this amazing thing in which you did in him. God, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come to study your word. God, I pray, Lord, that you would lead us in our hearts. God, I pray that everything that we've talked about today, Lord, be only from your word, only from your scriptures. God, in your leading, God, lead us in what it looks like to be your people and find us faithful. Lord, thank you for all this. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.